Doug Carr's voice of Michigan football is standing by in the Meyer guest line. He joined us last week, and we talked about what was needed, Karsh, and it's like a checklist. Everything we discussed that Michigan had to do, they did that and more and just blowing out the Buckeyes. We didn't mention have a linebacker throw pass, did we? No, with the jump pass. Not even a pass. It was more of like a Tim Tebow tribute, I almost can dunk pass. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim Harbaugh admitted yesterday that Kamal Mullings told him on the plane ride home, they were talking about it, he said, I couldn't see Schoonmaker, but I knew I where he'd be in the area, and that's where he threw it. And talking to Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore, the co-offensive coordinators after the game, they made the comment that, uh, I can't remember which one of them. One of them said, yeah, they tried out other guys, and they said, and with Kalel, it always kind of looked like that. But we had faith that he could complete it, and um, that was a huge play, and what, what a day. Yeah, what a day. You know, when Mullins, when he came in, I remember I'm at my watch party at Johnny Brands here on the west side of the state, downtown GR, and I'm like, who the heck is this running back in such a key situation coming? I, I say this to the group of my buddies at a, at a big table. I'm like, who's this guy? I go, uh, maybe it's just for blocking, right? They're going to throw. Yeah, little did I know he would throw. And just everything they did in the second half, it's been the theme of this team all season long, no matter the competition, what they did second half against Penn State, who's number eight in the latest AP poll, what they did against Ohio State, outscoring them 28-3. The plays, McCarthy, deep balls, Edwards, who I said was the second best running back maybe in America, not only on his own team and his long runs and Johnson uh, separation we were looking for with Michigan's wide receivers. Sam was still with a couple of the best defensive plays in that game at at the right time that you'll ever see uh, the offensive line, defensive line winning the wars uh, in the second half. It, it was just incredible football to watch. It's like Ohio State could do nothing. There was an accumulation of subtle plays that just kept adding up. You know, Braden McGregor with a big TFL and uh, Sam Ristol and and Junior Colson stringing out a sweep on third and three and forcing a punt. And Ohio State, it looks like they botched a fake punt attempt. And, I mean, it's a long story, but they, they definitely did some things where they lined up their personnel different on, on a punt after a snap infraction where it looks like they just didn't execute it on a play that might have worked. Um, like I said, it's a long story, but they had flip-flopped to their up men, and and they looked confused when the snap went deep. But all these, again, these subtle plays, they all add up. And, um, and, and yeah, Michigan made so many plays in the second half of that game. You mentioned St. Bristol. Rod Moore, the, the safety, had a great game. And, and there's obviously the splash plays and what you see from Donovan Edwards, but – you know, the offensive line. I think the only thing that didn't really go as predicted was, you know, we talk about winning the battle in the trenches, and I'm not sure Michigan's lack of a pass rush was what they expected, but they did such a good job on the back end in the red zone. I think uh, I think Stroud got frustrated, and and it showed. And in that environment, the play for J.J. to keep us cool and, you know, very like there weren't motion penalties, uh, you know, an abundance of them. They didn't turn the ball over. They just – they were buttoned up again. Doug Carr's voice of Michigan football, along with John Jansen and the crew on the Wolverine IMG Network, joining us on the Meyer guest line here in the huge show across 
Michigan. I'm looking at uh, what happened again this weekend, what's happened the last two weekends, really would help the loser of Michigan-Ohio State. I think Michigan is guaranteed. Michigan and Georgia right now are the two teams guaranteed a college football playoff spot. Obviously, they beat Purdue on Saturday night in the Big Ten title game. I think they'll be uh, two at worst. Uh, They could be number one tomorrow because they have better wins uh, than Georgia. Big wins, uh, what they did to Penn State and also what they did to Ohio State. But you still have to play one final game against Purdue, a team that will be playing in their home state and a team who's looking at this trip like it's their national championship game. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing Jim Harbaugh has said about his team is that this team always comes to play. He doesn't have to get them up to a fever pitch, and I think there's some truth to that. You can either have just elite talent and you're way better than everybody else and run the table, or you could be this team, which I don't, look at their roster and say this is filled with first-round picks and they've out-recruited everybody because they haven't. But they are they are very disciplined. Their performance is incredibly consistent for a college team. I think Jim Harbaugh and his staff, um, you know, for, Harbaugh kept deflecting the credit after the game and saying it's all about the coaches and the kids. But I'm thinking, well, the coaches include you lost both coordinators last year, and the guys that you called upon to replace them have done a heck of a job. So Harbaugh did a good job in the hiring cycle. And, you know, the, the Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator, just taking what Mike McDonald started and keeping the train on the tracks has been a really big deal. And, you know, where is, where is the first-round pick on defense? Maybe Mike Morris, but he didn't play much in that game. So... The one thing they do defensively huge that I think makes a big difference by the time you get to week 12 is I don't remember, and I fill out depth charts for every game, and I don't remember having to ever do this. Of course, I wasn't doing play-by-play before this, but they they legitimately play 12 guys up front. They rotate through 12 guys, and if you start getting down the depth chart, you look at Yabi Oki, who had the only sack of the game for Michigan, and Rayshon Benny, who had a huge play, where he had Stroud wrapped up when he flipped that ball forward and, and off the hands of Xavier Johnson and Taylor Upshaw intercepted it. The, the fact that they can keep defensive linemen fresh and rotating through means from snap one to snap 90, they're coming at you with a, with a fresh body. And it, I think the accumulation of that over 12 weeks has really helped this team. Doug Harsh, voice of Michigan football, joining us on the Meyer guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, early vibe on the matchup with Purdue? Well, again, they got to show up and make sure that they continue playing at the same level of consistency. Uh, Purdue will swing it all over the place uh, with Aiden O'Connell, so you have to be sharp in the secondary, which, again, coming off the Ohio State game and arguably the best receiving core in the country, um, you know, they seem like they'd be up for the task, but you can't afford a letdown. Um, and then there's you know the question of who will play and who won't. I'm I'm, I'm sure we're not going to get a detailed uh, a detailed uh, account from the coach as to who's going to play and who's not. But you know, it'd be good another week of rest. How's that impact Mike Morris? Uh, how does it impact Blake Corm, if at all? But um, you know, is, is Donovan Edwards' hand still on a cast next week? Who knows? But that didn't hurt his feet, did it? Didn't hurt his legs. Um, but, yeah, I like Michigan's chances to get the job done in Indy. And then we'll find out tomorrow the number one debate uh, versus Georgia. And with LSU losing, with Clemson losing, with Tennessee losing in the last couple of weeks, Doug, 
I really think Michigan, based on what they did at Ohio State, win or lose Saturday night, they're safe and they will be in the Final Four. Especially if Ohio State's number five. Because if Michigan loses, I don't think the committee in good conscience can put Ohio State in over Michigan at this point. And so if Ohio State's number five, the team waiting to get in, if Michigan's the only team that loses uh, amongst those that are playing in conference championship games and they're doing a comparison between a one-loss Michigan and a one-loss Ohio State, who gets in? I think it's pretty obvious that it would be Michigan. So they've probably done enough. Now, if Alabama's number five, then maybe but Alabama's best wins compared to Michigan's best wins probably don't compare. But uh, at the end of the day, I think they're pretty safe. Doug, uh, enjoy that trip down to Indy, your first Big Ten Conference championship game call. Michigan back-to-back appearances, back-to-back wins over Ohio State. I believe back-to-back spots in the college football playoff. Harbaugh has the machine going. We'll see what happens Saturday. Always appreciate your time. Hey, huge. Always good to talk.